this announcement last week. If you sign up, please come and honor your sign up because there's many people who would love to be here on a Sunday. And so as a courtesy to your brothers and sisters, if you sign up, please come early and take your spot. Sorry about that. Just a public servant announcement. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today is the second Sunday of the blessed month of Paona. And today the gospel is from Luke chapter 5. And as I mentioned uh, last week, the theme of these, this month is the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of the church. And in the Acts of the Apostles uh, of today, we see the power of the Holy Spirit in that St. Paul was able to heal a man who was crippled from birth. Who was crippled from, from birth. And in the Gospel of today, we see the Lord also do a miraculous healing of, of the paralytic. And in the first verse of the gospel of today, it says, Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. I love that this idea, that the power of the Lord was present among them to heal them. And I believe the power of the Lord is present among us, even in the midst of Corona, stuff like this, to heal us. To heal us today. And that's why today I want to speak about the Lord's healing. In past years when I spoke to you on this gospel, I was looking at my notes from previous years, I spoke about how the Lord healed this paralytic man in three different ways. He healed this man spiritually, he healed this man physically, and he healed this man emotionally. I'm not going to repeat what I said to you in the previous years, but the idea is that we cannot limit the power of the Lord. We cannot limit the power of the Lord. And when the Pharisees tried to limit the power of the Lord... And said, who is this that can forgive sins? He said, which is easier to say, rise up and take your bed and walk or to forgive sins. So we should not put limitations on the Lord. I like in the liturgy what we say. We say, for you are the life of us all, the salvation of us all, the hope of us all, the healing of us all, and the resurrection of us all. So today I want to speak about how we can be healed. I'll call it the the three steps of healing, if you will. But before I talk about healing, let's speak about the sickness. What is the sickness? The sickness is the spiritual paralysis. And St. Augustine, when he sees this story of the paralytic man, he says that this paralytic man represents all humanity. And he says the paralysis is a symbol of one who has relaxed his his limbs, has relaxed his limbs. The one who suffers spiritual paralysis is the one who has been maybe crushed by the burden of sin. Crushed by the burden. Imagine you're carrying a weight and it breaks your back. You're paralyzed now. The weight, uh, the sin, has the ability to crush and to leave people paralyzed. A spiritual, a spiritually paralyzed person does not experience any movement in prayer. Nothing. So they come, attend prayers, get a, like a vegetable, get it like, no movement in prayer. 
No heart to pray. This is a spiritually paralyzed person. A spiritually paralyzed person cannot do good works of righteousness. Their hands are tied and they can't give. They're like stuck in their pockets because of their greed. Their feet are fixed. They don't want to move to evangelize. They're just just not able to move. Their back is too rigid and too to bend over to serve and to and to and to humble themselves and to wash the feet of others, right? To go to take the lowest place that requires the back to go down to to serve. All of these are signs of spiritual paralysis. All of these can be healed today. And the first step of spiritual healing, I think, is the acknowledgement of the sickness. We have to desire to be healed. St. John Chrysostom, on his meditation on this gospel, he says, Now if we suffer bodily, we are enough concerned to get rid of hurtful things. But when that harm happened to the soul, we delay. So we are not cured of our bodily ailments. In other words, he's saying, when we experience pain... When we experience pain, we're very quick to go, I need to see a doctor, I need to go physical therapy, I need stuff. But then, if we don't feel the pain, then we, okay, and we live with it. And we don't have the desire to be healed, and we delay our healing, so we are not cured. Anyone aware of skin fungus? And I'll make a little confession to you. I had a little bit of skin fungus. It was a very benign skin fungus on my back for a while. And, and it was on my back, but it doesn't bother you. It's just like little spots, a decada, whatever. Until I saw it start to come like, like, you could start to see it like up my neck, little spots and like, I was like, oh, this is, getting serious. I need to treat it. But I left the skin fungus to grow on my back for a while. And I think some of us let the fungus of sin live on our back for a while without treatment. And the lesson for us today is don't live with the fungus. <laughs> don't live with the fungus. Don't live with the fungus of sin on your back. Don't delay your healing. Some of the reasons we delay our healing is because we are comfortable the way we are. We're comfortable the way we are. So we say, oh, I don't need to be healed. I don't. And actually, if you remember, when St. Paul was on trial before Felix, the governor, St. Paul started to speak of things, and Felix could start to say, oh, I have fungus. I have that fungus on my back. But... The interesting thing is that he says, hear what Felix says. It says, now after some days when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, who was the, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Now he, as he reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered, go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call for you. But Felix had a chance to be healed. He had the chance to be healed. But he said, I'm not comfortable with the fungus on my back. I'm comfortable the way, the way it is. 
Another reason we delay is that we believe that we have a lot of time to seek the Lord. We believe that we have this like illusion of time, abundance of time to seek the Lord. And you know the parable about the rich fool? The rich man believed he had an abundance of time. So he said, you have many goods laid up. Take your ease, drink, be merry. But then God said to him, fool, tonight, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? The idea is do not delay because there is of a lot because there is a lot of time. Do not say I will be healed later. Be healed today. There's a deception that the the evil one plays that says later on when I finish this stage of life, when I finish and I'm still young, and I still uh, once I have this, and then I can change later. But this is a big deception because if I go back to the fungus on my back, I'll be, I started to treat it, or at least Michelle tried to treat it. And I'll be honest, I was not very good about taking the, the ointments, and every day you have to put the ointments, and so I would forget a couple of, And Michelle told me, if you don't treat it now, guess what's going to happen? It's going to build resistance to, resistance to the medication. And then if you don't treat it, It's going to get worse and it's going to require even greater medication and greater work to remove this fungus. And the same is true in our spiritual life. Not that the efficacy of the sacraments become diminished, but that we will build a resistance to want to participate in the sacraments. There is a beautiful quote that I that I I read this morning. It said, And he that is not fit today to repent, he will be less fit tomorrow. That's why in Hebrews chapter 4 it says, Today if you hear his voice, today. Always in the scriptures it talks about today. Today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. The first step to healing is to desire healing. If we can't admit our sickness, and if we are not willing to seek treatment, then the fungus will continue to grow. The second important lesson or aspect of healing is to seek help. To seek help. All of us need help in the healing process. Would the paralytic man of today been healed by himself? Actually, his friends pray, played a very big role in this miracle. And all the church fathers, they praised the, the work of the, these, his friends that carried him to meet the Lord. These friends were amazing people. And they tried by all means to bring this paralytic man to the Lord. St. Augustine calls the, these para, the, the friends of the paralytic man, he calls them the doctors of the church. The doctors of the church. And he teaches us that on our journey to healing, like we need to seek the doctors of the church. We need to seek help. And he says, St. Augustine says that there were many barriers in the way that prevented the paralytic man from meeting the Lord. Wasn't there a big crowd in the midst of, of this? So some of the barriers that the doctors can help is with the crowd. This mob mentality. I want to speak about that a little bit. Because the crowd prevented this man from seeking healing. Like from being healed. And they had to figure out a way to climb Minhena and then to get on the, to get around the crowd. 
And I think the same is true in our society. Now there is a media and there is a crowd. And it's not just now, this is from eternity, from the beginning. Always the crowd could be preventing our healing and stopping our healing. But the beautiful thing about these friends is that they were true friends. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. They knew that they need to see the Lord. And so they took this man and, and avoided this mob mentality. Do you remember the, the story of the blind man? And when the Pharisees asked the parents and said, Is this your son? What did the parents reply? The parents replied, He's of age, ask him. And then it goes on and says, Why did they say that? Says his parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who already had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. In other words, if you don't conform to the mob mentality, Abara, go away. So the mob mentality, a big barrier. And that's why the biggest thing that can help crush this mob mentality is to have good friends. Good friends are very vital to crushing the mob mentality. And the role of the church is to speak the truth regardless of the mob mentality. Another barrier which the good friends can help is to reveal the mysteries of God. St. Augustine says the crowd of people resembles actually the difficult scripture. It says the crowds re- represent the difficult scripture. And he says that the, the good doctors, the doctors of the church, their job is to reveal the scripture to, to the sick, to seek healing. And that's why... Like, uh, I was thinking about the Pauline epistle today. I don't know if you paid attention to the Pauline epistle today. The Pauline epistle is all about revealing the mysteries of God and how the Holy Spirit will reveal the mysteries of God as the doctors of the church, like St. Paul's the doctor of the church, revealing and speaking about the mysteries of God. St. Paul says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. They are not spiritually discerned. They don't have this, it's all darkness to them. But the good friends, the doctor of the church, explains the scripture. Explains the scripture so everyone can see, can see the Lord. I was reminded by Philip, when he went to go see the Ethiopian, what did the Ethiopian say? Philip asked, what are you reading? He said, I don't know, this doesn't make any sense to me. And then Philip explained the scripture to him. And then Philip said, I want to be baptized. Where's the water? Where's the nearest? I want to jump in. Can anything prevent me from, from being baptized? This is the role of the doctor, the friend. <laughs> the, good, the good Christian is explaining the scripture and giving the secrets of God out to everyone. So the second step of healing is to have good friends, to rely on the doctors of the church. All of us, we can be the doctors of the church if we are filled with... The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can allow us to speak the mysteries of God. Number three, the last step of healing is to have a personal encounter with the physician. It's good that you want to be healed. That's number one. It's good that you want to be healed. It's to, it's good that you have good friends that can take you to the hospital. But unless you meet the physician, guess what? No healing. 
You have to meet the physician. We have to have a personal encounter with the Lord in our prayer room, through our Bible reading, through our liturgy, through our communion with the Lord. In the Old Testament, there was only one place to receive forgiveness of sins. Where was that? The Holies of Holies. And there was a special day for the the atonement. It was called the Day of Atonement. Yom Kippur. And there's a beautiful like legend about the Day of Atonement that when the priest would go into the Holies of Holies to receive forgiveness or atonement from sin, there's a legend that because the place is so holy and only the high priest, and there's only one one high priest. So there was a legend that before the priest would go into the Holies of Holies, they would tie a rope around the priest, just in case they could bring him out without going into the holies of holies. It reminded me of the rope being like dropped into the holies of holies. It reminded me of this paralytic man being dropped into the presence of the Lord, to see the Lord. And he was dropped in just like the high priest is dropped in into the holies of holies. Actually, when we come to the church, we are coming to the holies of holies to receive the forgiveness of sin. That's why every liturgy, one of the secret prayers that the priest offers, he says, purify our hearts. This is healing. Purify our hearts. Sanctify our souls. Cleanse us from the sins which we have committed willingly and unwillingly to grant us to offer before you rational sacrifice. Rational sacrifice. You know the priests in the Old Testament used to come in with a sacrifice. Now we have the rational sacrifice. Our faith. How was the paralytic man healed? Through a rational sacrifice of his faith. And the spiritual incense within the veil, in the holy place of your holies. In the holy place of your holies. The priest prays this every liturgy secretly. Actually we just did it right before this. So in the place of your holy. So we are coming to the holy place to be healed. So the only way to receive ultimate healing, the ultimate healing is to desire to be made well. Don't delay. Don't delay the healing. Two, to have good friends. To, to hear the, the, the voice of the scripture. To understand the scripture. To have good friends. And the Holy Spirit is working among us. And everyone is telling us, Oh, this is what the Spirit is saying. And this, this is, that's like in the early church you hear, The Spirit is telling this person. And the Spirit is telling this person. The Spirit. And they all come together. And they have beautiful prayer meet. That's the good friends. That's how you have healing among the, the, the group. And three, to meet and have personal encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Hey, uh,